Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working Class on DeerCast, it's episode 49, I think. We're almost to 50 episodes of this series. Uh, Chris J is in the studio. What's up, man? How you doing, bud? We I don't know if we should say this because it's 10 a.m. exactly, <laughs> and we're having a cold beer. Just feels better. It's Friday. Yep, yep. Cheers. I, I don't know. This is probably frowned upon, but at the time of recording... Hunting season opens tomorrow. This will launch about a week into hunting season. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. But um, it, it's here. Doesn't feel like it's that time yet. This this weather makes it feel a little bit better, that's for sure. It's like the best weather for opening. Normally it's like hot yeah. and you're not really feeling antsy yet. It takes you 10, 12 days before like weather even does anything you want. But I'm like ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the mosquitoes are going to probably be down. You're not going to have to fight them as much this year. Yep. And I said th those mornings walking out and it's, you know, frosty already. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. just, you know, like, yeah, I'd rather be sitting in my tree stand than walking to work right now. But I know. Right. And I got like bucks moving at like 9 a.m. It's insane. It's, it's insane. so weird. There's going to be some there's going to be a lot of deer killed over the next week. Yeah, I bet you up until this launches, you'll see a lot. I mean, hell, uh, one of the Huser boys uh, from Respect the Game just killed a giant. I can't. I don't know. Um, we're trying to sort out dates to get him into the studio, but super giant Missouri. Oh like, yeah. I think knocking on uh, archery state record in there. Yeah, that that thing. It looks like his looks like his beams were four yeah, we're, inches thick. We're I talking mean, like two high two sixties, two seventy class, like world class. Buck. Yeah, absolutely, Amazing. absolutely. And that and he deserved it. And the story, I got a little bit of the story. It's insane. Yeah. So <clears throat> look forward to hearing it. It'll be a good one, I'm sure. It's it's uh I never heard a story like it, but it's cool. So, was that a buck named Lewis, I think they said or something? I believe like that? so. Yeah. I believe so. I don't know a ton of details on a, a lot. Like if I know a podcast is gonna happen if we're trying to work one out, I like purposely hey, don't tell me anything else. Yep. Yep. No details. Because I like to it's I don't like pretending that I'm hearing it for the first time. That's just not cool. You, you know? get to react to hearing it the first time too. It's exactly. the best part. Yep. And then for people watching this, uh you're noticing some changes. Uh, on the video that it looks like we're just in an all-black room. Uh, Chris actually came in and helped me painted this back wall. It was something I wanted to do uh, just for the contrast in the studio and the look, and I, I think it should have been this way all along. Looks really clean. I like the look of it, especially with the lights and everything. Yeah, real yep. clean, flat black. It's I always feel like you get a weird look when you go into like Menards and you're like, yeah, I need flat black paint. They're like, what's this goth kid doing, you know? <laughs> but I think black and the contrast with like nice wood. Yep. It's yeah. a good look. Yeah, it's it's sharp. Looks real sharp in here. And I like uh, deer heads on a black wall. 
is just nice looking. It, it definitely, yeah, you can definitely pick a lot of more detail and stuff out with them for sure. There's talks of the bit we so in our studio out in like our green our green room entertainment living room, I guess if you will. There's one big giant like maroon colored wall that goes from the front of the building to the end of the building, and I talked about painting that flat black, but I didn't know if that would be too much to paint that entire wall black. A lot of paint, but it'd probably look pretty awesome when we're done. I just worried it'd be like a dark <clears throat> hole, you know. Yeah. There's enough light, and you guys got enough deer heads out there that really, now there'd be a lot of color on the wall just from all the deer heads and stuff. It out might there break too. it up. Maybe yeah. that's the look we do before we yep. get our African animals. But anyway, figured I'd get that uh, the obvious out, the elephant in the room, if you will. But Chris, you know, you're the first person to record in the studio with, with the new look with the black wall. With yeah. the black wall. <laughs> so it's it's a change in the era of the studio there because all the old footage. It's yep. going to look like the old studio, and now you're the beginning of the new era that looks like the new studio. Yep, hunting season 2022. That'll be the start. That's so, right, exactly. Yep. Well, dude, you had a killer season last year, and we're all hoping for a killer season this year, but I figured what we do as we get into this just talk buck stories, yeah. just simplistic yeah. buck stories. Uh, we kind of did that with Lee mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, just like the one that got away type buck stories, right. which is fun. Yep. Um, but I want to talk... You kind of had one that got away, but it didn't get away for very long. Yeah, I got uh, I got a little bit lucky on it. Um, so for 2022, um, we're opening day, opening evening or morning. My old man and I, we always go out the same spot every every single year. 2021 and 2021. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've we've been hunting opening morning out there, or at least opening weekend mm-hmm. for the last 25 years, probably. That's awesome. And. Uh, so we got to go out there. Uh, we're already planning it for actually for tomorrow, what we're going to do and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, last year, I think opening day was on a Friday. And so we went out that evening and it just so happened that a deer that we had out on camera, it was a nice 10 point buck. He came in and right at last light <clears throat> and he was, he was on the list of the ones that we wanted to try to try to get out there and everything. And mm-hmm. he came in right at last light and I drew back and right as I, you know, everybody's, everybody's worst nightmare right as i shot he took a step Mm. and he was quartered away from me and whenever he took a step forward i ended up hitting him and he reacted the arrow as well hit him hit him in the back hip Mm -hmm. he ran off and i saw him bed down we left him for four or five hours and expected to find him back out there yeah especially if you watched him bed yeah yep and uh went back out there with you know search crew and everything and we ended up tracked him for 150 yards and actually saw him get up out of a waterway and kind of ease in the timber and we got out of there mm-hmm. well everybody's worst nightmare next morning go out there and it's pouring rain i mm-hmm. mean it just let loose and crops are still in it was just going to be a really really tough job to try to find the yeah, deer a lot working against you in yep that yep situation so we grid searched that morning um i walked i don't know almost five miles that morning trying to look grid grid through fields just trying to find any anything from him couldn't find anything mm-hmm and so hope that he would show back up on camera something like that ended up uh uh, took the next day or that was sun that was saturday sunday took the day off and we bought a new house last year didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of scouting preseason went out to a public piece that's pretty close to my house and we just planned that monday after work to walk through it yeah and spent about an hour and a half, two hours walking through, and I got just bow in hand and everything. bow in hand, just you know checking to see where tree stands were, if I could get a spot, and and some yeah. of the places where I'd hunted in the past, and uh, got done, and there was 
you know, that last 45 minutes of light left, it's 85 degrees out. It's just miserable. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Uh, oh, yeah. And I smell it, I'm sure, like, mm -hmm. you know, terrible. And I'm like, well, last 45 minutes, I'm at least going to just go find a spot to plop down at. And pulled up the parking lot. I know from walking in from years of hunting this spot that these deer, sometimes they'll walk down this edge. And I'm like, well, I'll just stand over next to this pine tree for the last 45 minutes of uh, yeah. shooting light. <laughs> And I hear something behind me, and I look, and I see his antlers. And like how close? Uh, he was ten yards when I saw him. No, are you kidding me? And and he ended up he jumped into the grass right next to where I was at, and I could have reached out and smacked him with an arrow on top of his head. No kidding. And I just stood there frozen. I had the wind perfect. Wind was blowing from him to me. Everything. He kind of jumped in and took about four or five steps out in front of me, and said, "I've hunted these this property especially quite a bit over the last few years." And yeah. I'd seen this deer the year before because he had a broken ear and it laid flat on his left side and he was an eight pointer the year before uh -huh. and uh, I'd passed him a bunch of times and everything. He was a nice deer, but nothing what I was, was wanting to shoot. And then um, he started to walk out in front of me and he was like, man, he's a 10. And he's like, yeah, he's pretty cool. Like, I'm like, oh, that's that deer from last year. I'm like, man, I'm like, get two bucks in Illinois. I'm like, this is on public for this the is, record. This is on public. Yeah. And he, he just eased out in front of me in this tall grass and I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, you're getting it. Crying. Can't 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 <laughs> pass this deer up. Yeah. Uh, I walked out to 22 yards and I shot him, uh, just as good as I could have hit him. He ran 100 yards, 150 yards, right out in front of me and cartwheeled out in the field. No kidding. And I <laughs> from called, the ground on public. From the ground on public. On yeah. like an 85 degree day. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, one of those days. It's like, well. Might as well. I'm already out here. Might as well just spend the last little bit and see if I yeah. can see what, something or what. What can it hurt? You know? Yep. Yep. And uh, so I called a friend and I said, "Hey, I said I just shot a buck." He's like, "Again?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is a different one." And uh, he's laying right out here. I Again? Said, uh, yeah. And so uh, I go out to the deer, and it's funny where the deer had, where the deer ran. It ran kind of quartered to my truck, <laughs> and. I was 200, 250 yards away from my truck. I could still see the cab. Like from where you shot him? From where I shot him at. And he ran another 100 yards towards the truck. I was 150 yards from the truck whenever <laughs> I whenever I fought, walked up to him. He's closing ground for you. Yeah, yeah. So those, you know, all the people that go out, you know, and I'm one of them too, so I can't say anything. They go a mile and a half out into the woods and, yeah. you know, to shoot a deer. And I mean... You hear guys talk about that a lot. Yeah, he was bedded where he came out of. He was bedded within 100 yards of my truck whenever I got out of it. Wow. So, so it's kind of like... The first scenario just wasn't meant to be, and this was just absolutely meant to be. Oh, yeah. It's almost like repaying you to stay at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely wasn't going to pass it up. That's for sure. And he <laughs> was said, like I said, he's a he's a really nice deer. He's one of, um, he's right up there with about the typical size of deer that I've been able to kill out there. Yeah. Um, good good deer for our area out there. So. That's awesome. And I know you hunt a lot of public. Like you're familiar with a few pieces. Yeah, and... yeah. I jump around. I'm lucky um, within an hour of quite a few pieces and try to jump around and at least get myself familiar so that if you need to change a scenery or something during the season or you're just, yeah. not, you know. Some you, weird scenario. Yep, or, yep. Yeah. That's try good. To, try to Smart. get familiar. Do, do you feel, uh, do you kind of get the eye roll on the public-private conversation? Yeah, yeah, they, uh, I get it. I, I mean, I understand. I hunt, I hunt private and I hunt public. Uh, for years, when I first started hunting public and everything, I mean, the deer that I was seeing on public were better than anything I had on private. No kidding. And and it was just, 
out on public land, you've got to, you have to be able to not only pattern the deer, you have to pattern the people that are hunting around you and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And those deer, especially in the places that are hunted hard, they're used to those people out there. I've seen people walk through and a deer literally get up 20 yards from where they walk through at and then walk right down their same trail. So they just kind of get accustomed to a certain level of pressure. Yeah, they know they know if they sit still and everything and this, you know, tall CRP or this, you know, thicket or something that I'm going to be safe in here anyway. So mm. as long as I, if I hear somebody walk out, I feel like they're almost smart enough. They're like, well, they walked in. I heard them walk out. I'm going to get up and now go out in this field. And Interesting. So, yeah, that, that does make sense. Do you think a lot of people don't uh, take that into consideration? I think I think it's it's a it's one of those things. It's the hey, we need to go deeper and farther, and I've got to get into the nastiest stuff. Oh, Twenty or, miles deep yeah. on a midwestern piece of public. It's yep. like no, you didn't. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been coming out of the woods and some of the spots that are further off that I'll, I will go and hunt. I get a hundred yards from my truck, and there's a buck and a doe up there, or you know, four or five does, or I mean. There's there's always deer that, I mean, they know where they're safe. They're not dumb. That's why they're out yeah. there. That's why they've gotten some age on them, and they've figured it out. Well, these guys hunt around here all the time. Yeah. So they won't. They just won't go through there. It's interesting. Do you feel like deeper, like on a bigger piece of public, the deeper, well, I don't know if this makes sense. Hear me out here. This question might not add up, but do you feel like in the deeper pieces of public, like if it's a huge, huge, huge piece, do you feel like the deer that spend the majority of their time on the inner inner fringes like if there's like a field deep in on the public or like a, a crp field or an opening or a meadow or whatever do you feel like those deer see less pressure so when the people go in there they get boogered unlike the deer that are on the easier to get to spots i could definitely see that being being one of the things that, i mean you got you go out into those deeper sections and yeah it would take it takes nothing for them for those deer to just blow completely out of the area and then you may yeah. be able to get a get away with a heck of a lot with one that's seems to be in this you know maybe a smaller area near or whatever the, near the trailhead or and it's used to those smells and those sounds and things like that and they just get accustomed to them mm-hmm. and it's just you know more of a normal thing for them but yeah. yeah if you clank your sticks together and you're like you said 15 miles back or whatever yeah you clank your sticks together it's not something that that deer may have ever even heard before and yeah, they may just point. freak out that's a good point i feel like um it's it's a, an exhausted conversation i mean this isn't really what we're talking about right. now but the public private thing but um i feel like it's dumb to hate on like some guys are are like mad about it yeah. like you you post something like if we post a clip from this on tiktok's the worst mm-hmm. but on instagram or tiktok and you're gonna have dudes that are gonna just it's like they're just mad all the time about yeah. it like well try this not in my area da, da, da. like we did that what's a mature buck right and we weren't talking about what's a mature buck for your area we're in general what is considered a mature white tip? for an actual age of an animal everyone yep. took it as like not everyone but there's guys that are just kind of mad at the world because right. they're hunting public and they're better or whatever and they're like three two and a half is mature here three and a half it's like well that wasn't really the topic of conversation but yep. um, it's nice to see you don't have that yeah i i don't i don't care if somebody wants to shoot a year and a half old deer or a button or button bucks or whatever like if that trips your trigger if you're happy if you just like to go out i mean i don't i don't physically go out and i'm gonna look for a four and a half five and a half year old deer yeah if one walks by i'm absolutely gonna try to take it yeah but I mean, there's deer out there that just trip your trigger, and it's like, oh, man. Depends on your mood that day, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you've said that, too. I mean, I've got both those deer, both deer I shot last year, there were probably four-and-a-half-year-old deer. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them might have been a a three-and-a-half-year-old deer. But uh, it was 
at, at the end of the day, I'll look back at that and it's not, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, he was only three and a half. I'm like, no, I killed this thing off the ground. Yeah. And my heart was That's in my cool. chest. Yeah. Like, like I was about ready to just lose it. Yeah. And I, I'd never been that close. I mean, I've never been that close to a wild buck that was, you know, I could reach out because when I actually saw it, I'm like, well, this, it looks small. And I'm like, well, I'm six four, six five, and I'm like, okay, that's why it looks so small because I'm You're ground I'm, level, I'm towering above it. Yeah, and I'm ground level. I'd never been eye to eye with one like that. He looks small, and I'm like, that deer's not that small. Yeah, yeah. Like that's still a really good deer. That, that's an interesting. Uh, yeah, that's interesting too to break down like. I think from a tree stand, yes. you're used to seeing things differently. And exactly. I mean, you know? I pretty much always hunt out of a tree stand. So from 20 or 30 foot up in the air, yeah, those deer, they're, they're going to look a heck of a lot different than whenever you, you're you on the You kind of have like, um, I don't know, what kind of imagination makes you perceive their size differently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like you go to the deer park in Wisconsin Dells. Yes. And, like, yeah. you know, there's a big old fat belly old buck. Right. And, you know, I mean, you're reaching down to pet him on the head. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're not like these big, they're not elk. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, in, in our minds, and wherever we look at a deer on a wall, it's up above you and stuff too. So I think we, we kind of think that they're just that much bigger. Well, you think they stand like their head's going to be, which would be cool, right? Yeah, yeah, it would be awesome. Yep. It's kind of like uh, I shot a water buck in Africa. Mm -hmm. And a water buck, don't quote me on this, I guessed him to be like 500, 550 pounds, live weight. Yeah. And that size like when they stand that's how you picture like a white tail would be yeah but i'll show you some footage of my water buck yeah. you'll see what i'm saying it's right. hard to explain we'll have the video out but they just they look the size you think a white tail would feel when you get up to them mm -hmm. um but they're like a white tail a big heavy mature white tail with 200 pounds on them right right you know big animal very big, big animal i mean white tails are still big like there's 300 pound white tails oh out there. yeah every day every you know? day the guy buck Three, I, I got to guess it was 300 ish right yeah. in there. Yep. Um, I shot a buck in 2012 that dressed at 285. Yeah. Yeah. We've killed some deer that are that dressed in the 250s and everything. It's and crazy. I've had some friends. I've got a friend of mine that's got got a got a deer that's well over 200 inches and he's a he's 6'2, 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. he, he laid down next to the deer just for perspective. Reference. And he said, he's like, this deer's every bit of 350 pounds just sitting right here. And it, it looks fake. I mean, it looks like a, like a cow. Dude, I, I mean, nothing's impossible. You see some of the big heavy Saskatchewan bucks. Oh, yeah. Because what do they say? Like 40 pounds, 45 pounds for guts? Yeah. Is it yeah. something yeah. like that? Yep. Maybe 50, 50 on a big pounds. animal yep. like that? Yep. So, I mean, think, you know, if you got a 250 dressed buck, it's a 300 pound close yep. live weight buck probably yeah and then and in the area we're in i mean they sit and eat corn and beans and stuff i mean they're yeah they are just that big they are cattle walking around here well I mean, ross had that don that buck he called don Vito, mm -hmm. and that thing dude it looked like just like an old dog like he didn't want to get up around and move and it probably it just gorged its face and laid down yep. and you know probably didn't get all the exercise <laughs> that a normal white-tailed yeah. buck gets yep. but um, but anyway, let's get back. So you see this buck go down, and then uh, you called your buddy. Was he just like, "Are you kidding?" Yeah, he, he. Well, I laughed. He laughed at me, and he said, "I said, hey, what are you doing? You gonna give me a hand?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah, uh, I, I can't right now. I'm at his son's baseball practice." And I said, "Well, 
I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'll get him in the back of the truck. So I got him cleaned and Team Hernia. What's yeah, up, man? yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, it's it's. Uh, we built a rack for the back of uh, back of our trucks a few years ago, and and so my dad didn't have to try to get one in the back of it. And that thing is a lifesaver. And I've got to get another one built for my truck, like we talked about the other day, yeah. having a bed cap and everything. It really makes uh, makes it pretty interesting trying to get two hundred and something pounds lifted up dead weight in the back of your truck. You test the uh, intestinal walls, how thick they are, yep. real quick. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll you're going to be feeling it for a couple of days, like yeah. you said. Every, dude, I get, I guarantee it. Well, fun side fact, uh, when I was on my elk hunt in Wyoming, one of the guys in camp was a surgeon. A uh, he, he did like hernias and mm-hmm. uh, like colon surgeries and dealt with colon cancer and stuff. And I, every now and again, I'll get like this weird pain. This yeah. sounds, I'm, I'm kind of letting it all out right now. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. I get this weird like shooting pain that feels like someone's like stabbing me in my belly button. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I get that. He's like, yeah, it's a hernia. Yeah. I'm like, That's a hernia? I was like, I've had it for years. He's like, yeah. He goes, you probably don't need to do anything about it, but he goes, but if it gets worse, he goes, yeah, definitely get checked out. He's like, yeah, you got, he told me what type of hernia yeah. it was. He's like, yeah. if it gets worse, yeah, go get it checked out. But he goes, if it's not killing you every day, you're fine. Yeah. So I have a hernia. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. It's one of those things. Like, what, <laughs> it's what do it you, is. You got to get, you got to get the job done one way or the other. I'm like, I'm not going to leave this thing out in the middle of the field no. with coyotes and everything else. I'm and like, other people uh, or and other people and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to get this thing in the truck one way or the other. And got it, got the job done, felt it for the next few days, but that's all right. How many cuss words did you say? Mm, quite a few. Yeah. Especially whenever you get it about halfway or third of the, the way rear out ends there. Hanging over the rear the tailgate. ends hanging down and then you just <laughs> drop it. And it's like, yep, I got to walk a little bit and cuss. And then I'll turn around and try to come Dude, back. Dude, I got again. a system down. You pull and then it kind of like bounces. Mm-hmm. Pull, pull, and then you Jerk give it a yep. If if it's too fresh of a kill, that hip will pull your yeah. tailgate. Yeah, up, that's and the then problem. It ends yep. up being a problem. Yeah. Yep. So um, okay, you get this buck loaded. Forty hernias later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then what happens in the season? One buck tag down. Illinois, you can kill two bucks with a buck. Yep. Yep. So there was a big deer that we were hunting on our on the ground that we lease, and uh, like I said, after we had bought our house and and everything, there was still quite a big hunting do list, and I honestly had didn't go out a whole hell, whole hell of a lot after that. Um, there was a big deer that we were hunting on our lease, and my mm-hmm. dad hunts hunts a lot, hunts it a lot. It's an hour and a half from our from my house, and. Uh, we had kept seeing this deer, kept seeing this deer. I was kind of hoping at some point that the deer that I had shot would show back up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on the same level as the one that my dad was shoot, that my dad ended up getting. But um, I was hoping he would show, show back up, but we just never saw him. And so I'm like, okay, write him off. We're going to go after this other big ten pointer. And uh, he he started, you know, getting a little antsy in October, first of November. Yeah. We started, you know, we hit that. We hit. We had like two or three days of the the first couple of days of November, and that I took off work, and we were out there, and we saw some decent deer, not not anything that we wanted to shoot and everything, and then it come come to be. I think it was November fifth. Um, went out that morning, and we had hunted. I think that was the third day in a row that I'd hunted, and November fifth hit that, and sitting all along the edge of this creek and they always deer always cruise up and down this creek mm-hmm. had had this doe had a doe and a yearling come through and then heard some grunting off to the east of us and here comes this younger eight pointer a six pointer they work up towards my dad and the eight pointer was a pretty nice buck and i text my dad i said hey you got to there's two bucks coming towards you one's a nice one's a pretty nice eight that you you might want to shoot this is the best text oh my god and so besides like big buck down yes yes and so i uh i sent him that message and 
sitting there and all of a sudden I heard another grunt and it was closer and I look and all I saw was just a wall of tines. And at first I thought it was the big one that we had in our, that we had hunting around. And, uh, he grunted a couple of times. I got to looking at him and I was like, oh, that's that deer I shot. And as he starts to come in, I saw him at probably 50 yards. And as he starts to come in, I could see he was limping on his back, right leg. Mm-hmm. That's where, exactly where I hit it. And so I get everything ready and I've got a little camera that I mess with and I flip that camera on and, and get it on there. And he comes in and come to 30 yards and stops right dead center behind a tree. Like they always mm, do. Of course. And he takes about three or four more steps and I stopped him and shot and he reacted to the arrow and I ended up spining him. So finishing him off, finishing him off real quick. The other, there was no, yeah, that's all right. I mean, as long as you can get it, another arrow yep, in him. Yep. Yep. I and, feel like people are kind of like, I, I get that it's not ideal. Yeah, and, and it's... But the deer could have reacted. It, it's, it's one of those things I, I... I mean, I pride myself in being an ethical hunter and a, and a pretty good shot. And and so whenever I feel like I... I mean, I feel like he, he did react. You could tell on the video that I had and everything that he had dropped it down a little bit and everything, but it went ahead and finished him off and everything and the, there was actually another buck with him there was another eight pointer with him mm-hmm. and that buck actually ran up through and busted off the deer that my dad was getting ready to oh. shoot yeah getting ready to shoot just about uh about that same time and uh <laughs> so he i he heard me because i think i uh, let out a yell or something i'm sure yeah and uh he heard me and he's like he's like what happened and i said so i just got i just got that 10 pointer and he's like the big one and i said no the one i shot uh-huh. and he's like what and he didn't understand what i was trying to tell him at the time so i right right you know obviously excited and so this was at probably quarter till 10 it was pretty late at that point and we said i'm like okay we'll go back to the truck we gotta cross the creek come back around and grab this did your dad hear you shoot i guess no he was probably 250 yards away at that point um didn't hear me shoot or anything and the deer like i said with it just dropping never never ran toward it it would have i'm i'm assuming it probably would have ran towards him and he would have (laughs) yeah there's a good chance he may have (laughs) may, may have been able to see it at that point but yeah yeah but uh yeah, I ended up going to the, going up to the deer, and the way he was laying, you could actually see where my arrow had hit in on October first, and there was just a clean cut right there. He had had it all clean and everything, and it was fine. The deer had lost, I'm assuming probably thirty thirty pounds of weight. No kidding. It, I mean, it was first of November. He was still, like I said, he was still pushing around those other that, those other bucks and everything, acting, acting pretty ruddy. Um, but he was limping pretty bad on that back leg. I'm assuming, um, it was all stiff. I don't, I don't know if it was yeah. broken or what, but his back leg was real stiff. And then you can see on his, like his paunch on that side was kind of like sucked in a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was still, I mean, I still think he still dressed almost to 200 pounds. He was wow. still, he was, was still it, was it just like a deer. muscle wound then that yeah, you could tell? Yeah. Him? Yep. It was definitely just a muscle wound and everything. And I'm sure had, when he bedded down it'd get <laughs> stiff and then he'd have to yep. work it loose. Yep. And, yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I was able to, um, well, that's a great go, go ahead and yeah. you know finish things off that I started you know first of the year yeah. even though even though knowing like, the deer the other big deer that was out there he ended up being he was the ten pointer that I shot right around 140 inch deer really nice deer um, the other debuck that was running around our woods was almost pushing 160 yeah. as a ten pointer and a really I mean a beautiful beautiful deer my dad ended up getting him I think about. Uh, four days later, That's he finally awesome, he, he, he caught up with him and got him and everything. But uh, what a season! Yeah, heck of a season. It's cool though to kind of mop up what you started yep. on the first day yep. and all that. But what a cool opportunity to get a shot opening 
yeah like october one you know yeah because i've 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 killed i've killed some does early in the season like that i've never killed a buck that early and mm -hmm. to get you know to get two bucks in the first you know to get shots at two bucks that early in the season yeah that's cool just, you know that's a blessing I, it's very cool may never happen again <laughs> Good, man. I mean, you say yep. after it enough. Yep. You can't say it, it'll never happen again. Yep. I've killed one buck when I was, uh, how old was I? 17. I killed a 10-pointer on October 1 in the morning. Um, not a huge buck. It was still cool. I was out by myself, you yeah. know, and I uh, can't remember. Oh, I, the school I went to had like a two-week shutdown for fall. Oh, Octo nice. October 1. Nice. So I just hunted my ass off for yeah. two weeks. That's very good. And then uh, I would always miss a week in November, right? Yeah, got to. It's just school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great stories, man. Yeah. Yep. Pretty interesting. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, that's cool to, to mop it up and all that. Like the spine shot thing, I, I know you're kind of, it's not ideal. Everyone does that, but I think a spine shot's not bad if you can get your follow up shot yeah. right away if it works yeah. out. Yeah, I've, I've, there's been too many stories and everything, and I've seen, you know, you see videos of people that they'll spine shoot a deer and everything, and I'm all about making sure that deer doesn't suffer anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, for I mean, sure. I'm going to do whatever I can in order to, you know, end his life as quickly as possible yeah, on, swift on my, on and my clean. behalf. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, hey, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Uh, Lee and I had this conversation. And I'm, uh, I kind of get on these certain things. And I carry them over a few podcasts just mm -hmm. to see what people say usually. And we closed out our podcast a couple weeks ago on this. The uh, terminology for when you're telling a non-hunter or terminology you use in general for uh, you shot, you killed, you harvested, right. you, uh, you don't, maybe you don't mention it. Yeah. Where do you fall in that category? I've always said that I shot a deer or I got a deer. Um, the fun, funny thing is, my mother-in-law, I love her to death. She always asks me if I ca if I if I caught anything, right, like right. catching deer's kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've uh, I've always I've always said that I I shot this deer, or I killed this buck, or, or something yeah. like that. I understand. I understand trying to be politically correct and everything with with the harvest and things like that, or you know, we harvest vegetables and things or whatever. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're taking a life. I mean it that's black and white. So I, I think too, the conversation changes if you're showing the photo. Oh, absolutely. Versus if you're just telling someone, yeah. because obviously they know you killed it. Uh, yeah. But I saw a comment on DeerCast. It wasn't a mean comment, but someone said, you know, I don't really appreciate their term. Um, and they would think it was the podcast of me and Steve talking. We were talking about people that we're surrounded by that we learn from. We and I, and I think this is what they're referring to. Um, if you, if you gave us another chance and you're listening again, my bad, but um, when we're like, oh yeah, he's a killer. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Chandler, he's a killer. Like the dude kills deer. But kills we're talking. Deer. You're talking to a specific audience too on on something like that. And That's I mean, my thought on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we take that. I mean, we all know. Obviously, Austin and stuff is you know so amazingly good at what he's able to. What he's, he able to har he's a harvester. Yeah, of yeah. Deer. <laughs> but it, but it, I mean, there and there's guys out there that just seem to be in the right place. I would I would consider my dad as one of those guys. Every year, he's gonna he's gonna probably knock down a good buck. He's probably he's probably gonna get two or three deer, and he would be right up there as you know a guy that. I would consider, and a lot of people would be like, yeah, he's a killer. He gets it done yeah. every year. But I guess I never even really thought about, like, I guess it sounds harsh. You know, killer sounds yeah. bad. Yeah. But uh, but I guess I don't care, really. I, I'm on the same way. If, it, at the end of the day, we're saying it as a, a positive term in, in our, I, I think on the it, crew that we, that, that we run with and stuff. That's, 
Yeah, it's not a big deal to so, say that. Yeah. I think if we were like a Joe Rogan, um, not like this is a hunting podcast. Joe Rogan talks about hunting. He's not a hunting podcast, right. though. Um, I think if we were like that Joe Rogan stature and popularity, it'd be pretty wrong for him to be like, yeah, Cam Haynes, killer. Yeah, yeah. You know, that sounds a little harsh, but like, can't, and then everyone's like trying to burn Cam Haynes. Well, house yeah, I was going to say, and they're in a, their spotlight, obviously, is quite a bit broader. Mainstream. And, yeah, and so they have to, they're going to, you know, be picked up and they're going to be on CNN or whatever it is yeah, and, yeah. and the next time they go on. But yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I never really thought about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, but. To me, it's a compliment. I, I'm on the same way. Somebody, it's kind of like that's a monster buck. Like, you don't really use monster for 130s. Yeah. The, people throw it around a lot for sure. They but throw it around. Yeah. There's a, unless you have somebody that's been around some, you know, what are a true monster deer? I mean, yeah. 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 There, there's good deer. And I'll say, like, any deer that somebody kills at harvest as a trophy, it's a good deer. But there's some deer that are just different level. Monster and mega. Mega is like the new monster. I think that's coming <laughs> in because it's like, dude, I saw a mega. Like I'm thinking in my head, 170 plus 180. Oh plus, yeah, you yeah. Know? You're gonna be a booner. Like it's gonna have to be a booner 200 inch deer if you're gonna call it something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I'm. That's a mega. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like that. Uh, and I, I, we talked about this with Lee. It's like we just we talk a little looser than most hunting podcasts probably do, but that's fine. Yeah, and and I mean. People are listening because you guys do that. So, I like to think so. Yeah, but it's fun either way. It's a great conversation. I just like that topic. Just kind of taking a poll to see yeah. where I'm at. If you ever thought about it, or yeah, or whatever. But um, no, man, I appreciate you coming in and sharing some stories. Absolutely. Uh, short and sweet. I've been trying to keep these. What do you guys think on Deercast? I've been trying to keep the video podcast to a watchable length for your lunch breaks. For if you're watching on your phone, you're not stuck on your phone for longer than an hour type of deal. I'm trying to keep them short and sweet, to the point, fun, um, and smooth flowing, and then uh, get you guys back to your day or onto another podcast. So, yep, um, they feel about right for video for me. Yep, I like it. Take that, take that uh, lunch break, or just maybe a touch more to figure to uh, see the very end of it and everything, and then yeah. yep, get back after it. It's like sitcom length, so it's like if your wife's trying to watch The Bachelor, you can be like, "Honey, let me watch this episode of yeah. Working Class on Deercast first, and then yep. you can watch The Bachelor." Just give me thirty minutes, would you? Yeah. Come on. It's thirty minutes. There's no dumb commercial breaks for insurance in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that is a that's priceless. <laughs> that's priceless. <laughs> there might be a commercial break on some of our podcasts, but it's not for insurance. Yeah, but. there you go. But hey, thanks for all the help in the studio, man. You yep. helped us wire in the speakers. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't even know what else you help with out there. You're all over the place, and then you help paint this in here. Yep, just so. well, I sounds like I'm gonna have some work whenever you guys get to the other side, possibly. So yeah, there's some things in the work. Yeah. We're gonna have some construction going on. Yeah. So <laughs> more more to come there. Give but. me a call. Cool. Hey, where can people find you? Uh, just on Instagram, Facebook, um, Chris J and or Christopher J, I guess. But that's about it. Cool. So thanks, man. Yep, that's thank fun. You. Thanks, everyone, watching and listening. You know what to do. Stay on that deer cast. It's deer season now. Uh, Go shoot a giant. Best of luck to you guys. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.